This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Corey Prisco, Administrator of Hudson Crossing Surgery Center in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Corey, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. It's a pleasure to speak with you as well. Thank you. Before we dive into our discussion, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Absolutely. Um, you know, I often say that I've grown up in healthcare. You know, my mom was a pediatric ICU nurse for years, and so I just had an understanding of healthcare before I even started working in it. Uh, but fortunately, uh, my second job when I was just 18 years old, I worked with a surgery center in their business office. And I started doing their medical staff credentialing uh, the summer that they were going through a joint commission survey. And I actually presented my files to the surveyor when they came in. And from that point forward, I just, I fell in love with the industry. And that was such a wonderful environment to work in. I had very strong mentors and their leadership team who I'm still in touch with today. And I was exposed to such a strong culture of teamwork and inspired me to continue my career path in healthcare. Um, my entire time with my undergraduate work, I worked in ASDs. I did things like materials management and accounts payable. Credentialing always followed me wherever I went. So I worked with that still. Uh, and after completing my undergraduate degree, I, I went on to get my master's degree in healthcare jurisprudence. And I, I focused on healthcare law. And I was always one of those people that loved the regulations and the standards. You know, I had all my binders with my post-it notes and I liked writing policies and procedures. So this degree was just perfect for me to expand my knowledge um, and understanding of this whole process. Um, but once I was done with doing that, I realized, you know, I really needed this technical component and I decided to go back from my nursing, deg my nursing degree. Uh, I found a great program in New York. Um, I met my next um, extraordinary mentor, the dean of the program, and got my second degree in nursing. And during this program, I, I realized, you know, leadership is really part of, of who I was supposed to be. So I continued my education. I got a master's and a doctorate at George Washington, and I looked into quality, safety, and leadership, all while I was working in the ASC environment. Um, I've been a quality manager, the clinical director, and I'm currently the administrator of a five-room multi-specialty center um, in northern New Jersey. Um, and then a few years ago, I, I wanted to just continue my development and I was going either back for my MBA, um, or I was going to kind of create my own. And I, and I took that pathway and I started my own healthcare consulting company, which has been scary and also very exciting. Um, you know, my own HR department now, my own marketing department, but it's been so rewarding, uh, to bring my experiences, uh, to other centers, you know, experiences like um, being a member and now a board member of the New Jersey Association of Ambulatory Surgery Centers. Uh, and recently I was selected to serve on the LeapFrog ASD Advisory Committee. Um, and then, you know, doing fun things like, like speaking with you today on the podcast. It's been such a great experience and now working with other centers to help them develop solutions um, and, and just be a part of their team as they move forward in this industry. It's just been so rewarding. That's amazing to hear, and what a fantastic career development from just starting off doing a few things here and there for surgical centers and outpatient um, clinics, and then really growing to lead one and then becoming a leader in the industry as well. Um, I'm just so interested and curious, um, you know, based on some of the things that you've done and been able to work with um, places like LeapFrog and other organizations to improve clinical quality, what do you see as being some of the biggest um, areas that surgical centers could easily improve on going forward? So I think, you know, our data kind of speaks to itself. I think we've long been strong providers of quality care. During this time of the pandemic, 
it's really driven home how much we can bring to the table in terms of patient safety and quality. Doctors that may have been hesitant to do their procedures in an outpatient environment or patients that may have been hesitant to to come to a surgery center didn't have a lot of options during the pandemic because of the limitations on elective surgery. So we really got an opportunity to shine. And I think we're going to continue to do that. Um, I know we're going to continue to do that because that is what we do is provide a, a quality care. We have better infection rates. Um, we are very focused on our quality studies and continuous improvement, taking a look at possible risks to avoid that, um, and, and really deliver a high level of customer service for, to patients. And I just see that expanding more and more. That's great to hear. Now, are there any other interesting trends that you're following in healthcare today? Yeah, you know, as, as a leader, I think you, you you are fortunate enough you get to follow so many trends. <laughs> it makes it so great. Um, you know, I think one of the things in leadership that I'm really looking at is the job market and the workforce trends. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to look at it from the perspective of what do employees want um, and how can we both serve their needs and the industry's needs? Um, because more and more procedures, they're going to be coming into the outpatient setting. You know, our payers, our doctors, our patients, they're all jumping on board with wanting to come to a surgery center. So the demand of our employees is going to increase. And the demand for specialized employees in the ASC environment, um, both having that perioperative knowledge of for to do and care for patients in that environment, and also for the fast pace and the variety of, of services that we're able to provide in a center, there's going to be more of a demand. Uh, and I'm looking to see how we can be creative in retaining the staff that we have, uh, recruiting new excited staff to learn the industry, and how we can align all of our goals to make sure that we're doing the best that we possibly can for our customers. Um, and I'm also trying to look at some of the consumer trends. You know, I think we're in a very unique environment right now where consumers, and that includes, by the way, patients and surgeons and employees. So everybody's bundled into that. Um, you know, we became a society looking for, you know, one-stop shopping and same-day delivery, curbside pickup. These are all some of like the great things that came out of the pandemic, but how can we take what we learned as best practices from other industries and apply it into the healthcare environment. I think that we're really going to see some, some trends in customer service experiences come out, and we really need to watch that and see how we can improve our settings based on that. That's a really great point. And, you know, when you think of some of those consumer-driven trends, how possible is it for ASCs to meet some of those demands, um, especially in thinking about just it's thinking about the industry and their resources and all those kinds of things. What, how do you think that will kind of change the way operations are for surgery centers? So I, I think it all comes back to focusing on the experience. Um, I think that some of our websites um, can provide strong information about pre and post operative care. So the patient always has a resource that they can go to. I think we can be very accessible to our patients to answer questions we can help um, facilitate their procedure. There's a lot of anxiety that comes into having surgery, and we we don't bump cases because of emergency procedures. So we try to be very, very mindful of the time that we book cases, how much time we give them, how much time we schedule for turnover and patient arrival, and we can just help the flow. We can handhold a little bit more um, and, and provide one-on-one -on -one, um, care for the patients. So I think we just have that opportunity to really make that experience as comfortable as we possibly can for them. 
Got it. I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I'm wondering too, um, uh, on another topic, how do you see some of the payer trends and contracting changing in the next few years? Obviously, quality and having satisfied patients are extremely important, but then also on the flip side of things, being able to um, have those payer contracts that really make sense and support the center is just so crucial. So what are you seeing? Absolutely. I see us being able to utilize the data that we have uh, to show the payers that this just makes sense. Um, we are we provide value, we provide efficiency. I think um, a lot more procedures are going to be brought to the outpatient setting than we've ever seen before because we're able to contain costs and payers are going to see that and we're going to be able to negotiate better rates for some of these larger procedures like the total joints coming outpatient. Um, some ENT, bigger ENT cases and spine cases. You know, centers that aren't doing these cases are looking to expand their programs because the payers are starting to pay for them and they're starting to pay well for them. And at the same time, um, we have to make sure that we're verifying benefits and making sure that some of this new technology and some of the newer implants that are coming out, that they're all going to be covered so that we can still contain costs. Um, and then I think we're, gonna, we're seeing more employer-direct healthcare plans emerging. So I think that individually, surgery centers are going to be negotiating directly with some of these plans so that employers can, can provide these services to, to their employees. I think that's, you know, an interesting trend and really hopefully will be helpful for surgery centers as they move into the future and really seems like blossom um, in the the environment where healthcare is looking for high value and in high quality, low cost settings. Absolutely. Just one more question for you before we jump off the line here. What is your top advice for ASD administrators to build a great culture and sustained success going forward? I think there's so many things that go into a a great culture, Um, but overall it's just continuous commitment from everybody involved. You know, we're, we're such a fast paced and it's such a stressful environment for patients um, that we really need to rely on each member of the team to contribute to the customer experience. Um, and part of the ways that we can do that is creating really strong goals and celebrating small wins along the way. So whether it be um, implementing a new service line or growing patient volume or reducing costs, I think that the employees and the physicians need to be on the same page with where they want their center to go. And I think they need to recognize um, all those small steps that you accomplish to getting to that goal. Um, Frequent check-ins are another thing that are just so important and being approachable. Um, You know, I was fortunate to have some mentors that really, you know, held my hand along the way and some difficult times they were there to be supportive and, and check in with me. Um, and, you know, I, I think we, um, we just need to say, you know, good mornings and the thank yous. Um, all those things are, are so important and recognize when our staff needs us to be a little bit less of a leader and more human and have some understanding of what, you know, might be going on, especially like, you know, we talked about this past couple of years, it's been hard on, on a lot of individuals and just providing them that comfort and that time that they can come and, and just ask for some, some guidance and some understanding. I think it goes such a long way to making sure that they're able to focus on patient care when they need to and when, when it actually matters. 
Um, and that, and that comes with overall wellness too. So that's another huge part of, of culture is making sure that you encourage healthy behaviors and communication. Your staff gets enough sleep and takes time off. They have to feed their minds. Um, you know, I believe in books and seminars and, and podcasts it's all about positive thinking. It goes such a long way to sustain a strong mindset. Um, and I think all of that helps to contribute to a great culture. And if you're not sustaining, um, your success and, and growing, then there's a lot that you're missing out on because there's a lot of opportunity to, to really expand in this industry. I love that, Corey. And I, just thinking about all the different ways that um, staff members and colleagues have needed to be supported over the past couple of years and will need to be in the future. I think, you know, your mindset of going in and just understanding how to connect with them as a human and then really bringing that communication and positivity into the um, culture and the um, atmosphere at the surgery center is so important. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really interesting discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. Thank you.